You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. The PGA Championship has teed off. We're watching John Daly in the lead, which I hope continues for a while because it's just it is just fun to see his name at the top of the leaderboard. So we'll update you on that and what's going on as we watch the PGA. Some great guests coming up. Brian Scalabrini will join us top of the 10 a.m. hour Eastern time to talk NBA after game one of the Western Conference Finals last night. And of course, we will have Chris Peters talking some hockey with us at 11 a.m. Eastern time. All right, let's uh, let's get into the updated series prices. So we mentioned earlier Mavs Warriors. It is now uh, a favorite four minus 460 for the Warriors, plus 360 for the Mavericks. There's different ways to play that when it comes to alternative lines. Uh, Miami minus 150, Celtics plus 125. Aaron, we didn't uh, we didn't get your thoughts yesterday on Miami and Boston. Where are you? Are, are you? Uh, are you? Miami's now the favorite because so it basically flipped from game one, right? It was Boston the favorite to win the series. Miami wins game one. Now Miami's the favorite. <clears throat> feel like you were on the Heat before the series. I mean, I feel like the Heat are playing very, very well, um, but I do have Celtics futures, so um, I'm just hoping that uh, the Celtics bounce back for game two like they did in the other series. Every time they lost, they won the next game, so, um, but yeah, I mean, the Heat are really good. I can't deny it, Um, but obviously, I don't want to root for them too hard because most of my futures all have the Celtics in it, not the Heat. I... I don't know how you guys expect me to concentrate on breaking down the NBA playoffs when John Daly is atop the leaderboard at the PGA Championship. So now they're forced to show every shot of his for this moment. My God, <laughs> the gut is something How's glorious. He How's he and looking this morning? The neon Zubas that he's got going on. Oh, my God. He just woke up. He just woke up. He came in his pajamas. It's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the beard. He's got it all rolling, man. Oh, I almost said it was a joke when I saw a picture of him on Twitter right before the show. And I was like, oh, this is real. Aaron, we were talking because Tiger was talking about it the other day. The last time the PGA Championship was at Southern Hills, it was 2007. And in one of the rounds, it was 107 degrees. And Tiger was talking about how during that round, John Daly chugged 13 Diet Cokes. <laughs> wow. 13 of them. Oh, man. I hope he stays up there. First, just make the cut, man. But he's off to a nice start, too, under through five. But uh, that means they're going to be forced to to show him all weekend, which would be a a terrific thing. So, Horford, yeah, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. They need their bigs to take advantage. Like We keep talking about time and time again about how different it is compared to the last series. But – are we assuming Smart's playing tonight? Because this is going to be massive. He's going to, he's going to take on some Jimmy Butler. Obviously, we know how talented he is on the defensive end and just changes everything at that end of the court for them. Um, it was one quarter. That's what we have to remember. Like Butler's line at the end was phenomenal, but it was one quarter when the Seas did not show up and the Heat dominated at home. That's when the game took a turn. But outside of that one quarter, Boston played well, and, yeah. and they led. Didn't they win every other quarter in that game? Yeah. So as I saw it last, the Boston update on their injury report, because last night around 5 p.m., they have to uh, put an updated injury report out. 
So Marcus Smart has been upgraded to probable. Joe, I think yeah, that means he's playing tonight. He's yeah, playing. Aaron, yeah. I think so, Marcus Smart is playing, and I don't think if he didn't have something to bring to the game that he would play. So I don't think Al Horford will play. So the question is, can they win without him as well? Um, now Miami think- listed Struess and Vincent questionable. Mm. They should be fine. That might be gamesmanship, but I was like, really? Okay. In this particular series, and I'm not saying they can miss Horford the whole time. I think Smart's way more important than Horford. Like they needed oh, Horford's yeah, his defense against Giannis. They needed that that presence inside last series. Miami doesn't have that. I mean, Bam's a good player, but he, come on, that, that's not that's not how you're going to lose to Miami. If Smart's out there, it's a major difference. I mean, it, I don't know. So, what do we think? The, is the point spread telling us he's in tonight? It's an no, interesting number. I don't think it is because. All right. Well, let's play this out. So before the injuries were announced the other day, it was minus one and a half, minus two. So then you get the combo of Smart and Horford out. So it bumps up to, what did it close at? Was it four? I want to say four. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. but we think that Smart's in, but it's also not 100%. Is, was there an adjustment because there was a Miami blowout in the first game? Though It closed four and a half. It closed four and a half. So there. there has to be some Miami blowout adjustment, right? We have. To, I mean, that's why Warriors-Mavericks right now is six and a half for game two versus the five and a half it was yesterday. Five it was I, th- I think it's. I think it's lined that Smart's playing, Horford's not. You had an adju- a bump-up adjustment because the Heat looks so good, and they've been phenomenal at home, undefeated. So... I, just, I think that's what they did. Now, when people bring up, you know, this midfoot sprain, other players in the league have missed a good chunk of the season, not playoff games, but a good chunk of the regular season without it. That's a little worrisome. But I also do expect expect um, expect Smart to be out there. And and Lowry is is out once again. I, I said it before the series. I thought the Heat were going to come out and they, they would have the big time advantage. They broke away in the third quarter. and the, And then that's when I would come in and take the Celtics and plus 115 at a lot of spots for the series. That's what I'm going to play. So I'm just trying to figure out, am I also going to take them on the money line tonight? Yeah. And to see, they're plus 140. I have to. That's way too much value. Yeah, I mean, they were – they could have won that game, um, game one, I felt like the Celtics, except for that one quarter that was really, really bad. So – I almost like both dogs, <laughs> the Mavs and the Celtics. Oh, Money next line. two games. Would it shock anybody in both <clears throat> conference finals? Road team gets a split, one one. No, it would. No, it wouldn't shock me. I, I'm expecting it more with Boston than I am with Dallas, yeah. mm-hmm. and that makes. I mean, the spread speaks to that, right? One's a three and a half point number. One's a six and a half point number. I, I just, I wonder. And Aaron, you made the point that Smart probably wouldn't play if he couldn't play. But I wonder how that foot holds up all four quarters because they need him. Like they need him on Jimmy Butler. That's that's their matchup. I mean, forty-one points, nine rebounds, five assists, four steals. I mean, I don't think Jimmy Butler can have another game like that, can he? <laughs> that was He's amazing. Doing it. He keeps having these forty-point games. He keeps doing it. But he hasn't faced anyone like Marcus Smart yet, right? The Sixers don't have anybody like that, like defensively. I, I do think Smart will. We'll hold him down just to to bring this up because we were wondering what all these injury designations meant. 
I'm seeing the the props up for all these guys. I'm seeing Marcus Smart props up. I'm seeing yeah. um and the, you mentioned who's who on the, who's questionable on the Heat, Joe? Struce and Vincent? Correct. They're both I, I see their props up. So the the assumption right now from the books are they're gonna play. Because you could take their props right now. Uh just just a little note that I find kind of interesting. So we realized yesterday that Jimmy Butler's on a very short list of players to score mm-hmm. at least forty points in each of the first three rounds. Here's what Butler's done after the 40-point games. Um, so Philly series, he had 40 in game four. So in game five, he scored 23. Oof. And in the Atlanta series, he scored 45 in game two. And then the next game, he scored 20. <gasps> what is, what's his number tonight? 26 and a half. I'm seeing even <laughs> money on over. I'm seeing minus 122 on under. It's an under spot. It really is. It's not. I don't think it's gonna, ever going to get higher than twenty six and a half for Butler. So before I knew this, I bet uh, Butler to score twenty five plus points and parlayed it with Tatum twenty five plus points for plus one eighteen in a parlay. Yeah, I think I you mean, can it, do twenty five or more. Maybe I should have looked at twenty plus after it's that. Just, it's just a little. It's just a, a note. I was curious. Can he back it up? Like the 23-point game in the Philly series, he shot 9 of 15. So it's not like he had a bad game. He had 23, 9, and 6. Right, but I don't expect him to get 40-plus again. In the After the 45-point game when he scored 20, he almost had a triple-double. It was 20, 10, and 8. So it's not like these are bad games. It's just not – when you don't take threes – it's hard to score in that 40 range in, in, couple, in games back-to-back, you know? So it is. It's just natural. It's going to come down. Yeah, he reminds me offensively of, of Kawhi when Kawhi is healthy. They neither really shoot threes that much. Uh, Kawhi's better at it, but they get their baskets inside. They get their baskets mid-range game. They're like old school. And when I, when you watch Jimmy Butler, it's like I feel like I'm watching the NBA from the 90s. It's yeah. just everything about him, like his personality, the way he scores. It's just different, but it, it's harder. It's harder to score 40 that way. I st- I can't believe that we grew up falling in love with the sport. Like when I was watching the Last Dance, it, what still blows my mind because they were playing it again the other night is like these big shots, and you look at the score when they flash it up when they would flash it up because the TV back then they were not showing it. It's like, oh, down four, a minute left, eighty three seventy nine. I'm like, God, <laughs> jeez, I know. So- that's what's amazing about those players like Jordan and, and the other superstars of that era uh, and Malone, how they were scoring 30 points when their team was scoring not even 90 a lot of the time. So I just pulled it up just for reference because you, you brought up uh, the last dance. So last night, just to show you how the game has changed in, in a remarkable way, last night the two teams, Dallas and Golden State, combined to make 21 threes. And they didn't even shoot very well, but they made 21 no. threes. They shot... They shot, what, uh, 77 three-pointers last night? I think it was 77 three-pointers in game one. In I, game... I, know, I know Dallas shot 48. Okay, so in game six, 98 finals, right, the last moment of the last dance, right, the Jordan mm-hmm. shot, and that's it. They combined the two teams for 23-point attempts. They made six combined. Six. Six threes were made and, in the entire and game. Kerr and Paxson as Hodges as these sharpshooters. I mean, wh- how many times are they going over the two and a half made threes prop? <laughs> Never. <laughs> like, you know? 
Steve Kerr probably watches his team now and be like, I wish I played now. Like I I did 10 threes. Yeah. Yeah. How much more money would he make now? Well, he's I, mean, I think he's okay money wise, but he would have made a lot more as a player. Saying, as a player. No, yeah, as a player. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have had to coach or, or go to the broadcast booth if he didn't want to. So how how else are we gonna play this? Are we all looking the Celtic side? I like Boston plus the three and okay. a half. I did too. Not the money too. line. A little hesitant. A little hesitant. <laughs> I understand. But maybe I shouldn't be. We what we say off the top. There are no games the where team the team sh- wins and covers. Maybe you know what? I do feel like Boston's gonna has a real chance to win this game and make it one one. I might as well just do go you- the money line. It's plus one thirty eight. Are you waiting on s- smart news? Yeah, I want to make sure he's in because you know he could go to shoot around today enough. Like it's a weird injury, right? It's not like you know he's got a sprained foot. If he goes to shoot around today and it bothers him, he's out then, and that changes things. Any other props? Anybody interested in Tatum's up to twenty eight and a half now after a strong game and at least strong first half the other day. Butler feels like an under, but it's a tricky under. Yeah. Yeah, these are tough. Uh, it's only points under for me for Butler. If you want to do PRA over, I wouldn't hate it. Might go back to the Tatum under three point. Well, even money under three and a half. Yes. Yeah, that was that cash. Even though we had a good game the other day, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me. The way Miami defends the threes. He was two for nine, so the volume was there. Right, but. but Four for nine is a tough putt, you know, to lose that one. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Tatum under made threes. Let's see. Those are some good ones. Grant Williams is going to suck again. <laughs> There's no Finney Smith to pick on, Aaron. He was terrible last night, too. Five again, he had that oh one good God. game where he hit eight threes and then never again. God, just fade him. <laughs> For game. <laughs> what about, about Jalen Brown? Oh, Struce, what do you think of Struce? I don't know. Unders, maybe? Hmm. What's his number at? 12 and a half or higher? 12 and a half. Yeah. So I was looking at, I think Struce is an interesting one because he can go off, uh, but then he also has quieter games. Jalen Brown's yeah, rebounding number. Is six mm-hmm. and a half. He had 10 in game one. Look back, Jalen Brown uh, rebounding, dating back to the last year. So 10 in game one, he had eight, five, eight, three, 12, six, nine. He averaged 7.3 in the last series. So 7.3 against the Bucks. 10 game one. Sitting at six and a half right now. And overs plus money. Mm-hmm. It does seem high, but there's a good reason. Keeps going over. Yeah, go back to the last game against Brooklyn. He's been over. Has he been at least seven? One, two, three, four, five, six of the nine games they've played. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that one. Not bad. All right, we'll go off the board next, right here, as always, on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.